Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast dedicated to awesome female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment, and the actors, writers, directors, and producers behind these memorable characters. This is episode 12. Cue the news. News. To get a bit of the show news out of the way, our show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio, so you should be able to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher app. If you haven't quite yet found a good podcast app that you like, Stitcher's app is actually pretty excellent, and I would encourage you to consider it. You can download it from the App Store or the Google Play Store. You can also find all episodes of Lasers and Lockets up on our website, www.lasersandlocketspod.com. In the world of nerdy news, Doctor Who Series 11 is set to release Sunday, October 7th. Jodie Whittaker, if you don't already know, will be the 13th Time Lord. And I was just reading a really awesome article to get caught up on who will be her companions, and Billy Piper apparently dropped a hint on her Snapchat that she may be reprising her iconic role as Rose Tyler. Rose was one of my all-time favorite companions, and if that really happens, I cannot wait. Captain Marvel also dropped their first trailer last week, and it was one word. Epic. It was such a great first look at Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and an awesome taste of what is to come. If you haven't watched the trailer yet, the link will be in the show notes. Lastly, when Disney's Mulan came out in 1998, my sisters and I watched it most afternoons after school. We danced around the basement and sang I'll Make a Man Out of You at the top of our lungs. We quoted Dishonor on You, Dishonor on Your Cow, and various other Mushu lines, probably to my parents' frustration. I also remember the song Reflection being one of the first times a song put into words how I was feeling as a gangly, unsure teenager. Well, Disney released the first photo from its live-action adaptation of that iconic film, and I got goosebumps. I am so excited to see where this goes, and I hope that the live-action adaptation may do for this younger generation what Mulan did for me as a youth. Again, links to all these news stories will be in the show notes. That's it for the news. Let's dive into the topic for the episode. The show, Reverie. Reverie is a fairly new series. Well, new as of this year, I should say, 2018. And its first season just ended in August, I believe. There is no word yet on season two, but I'm hoping they renew it because it was a lot of fun. The series follows Oniratech, a virtual reality company that has created BCIs, or cranial implants, that allow the users to create and enter reveries, or virtual worlds of their own making. The program is advanced, and because it's an implant, instead of a device you can simply take off, it fully immerses the user in their virtual world. You can be anyone, do anything you want inside your reverie. The program has a downside, though. Because it is so immersive, sometimes people don't want to come back to their bodies. This is where Mara Kent comes in. Mara is a former hostage negotiator and is hired by Oniratech to go into people's reveries and convince them to come back out to the real world. Definitely easier said than done, though. Mara is a really fascinating character to me. You learn in the first episode that Mara teaches community college courses on reading people, personal 
communications, nonverbal communication. She was a very successful hostage negotiator. However, after an incredibly tragic personal situation, she decides to leave the police force and start teaching. It's here that Charlie, he's played by that all-state are-you-in-good-hands guy, Dennis Haysbert, um, a friend from her police force, finds her and brings her to O'Neara Tech. They implant her BCI, and she begins training in the reverie. We'll go into Mara in more detail a little bit later in the episode, but I wanted to discuss the other two women on the cast first. Oniratek is run by the prickly and hard-to-read Alexis Barrett. She's played by Jessica Liu. You may recognize her from the TV series Awkward. Anywho, you learn a lot more about Alexis as the season winds on, and I ended up really, really liking her. I always appreciate a character who has so many layers, and you get to peel them back alongside Mara on this show, as she learns more about Alexis, too. Alexis isn't all tough and snarky as she initially appears, and you find that she has actually an incredibly kind and complex heart. I seem to be drawn to characters who are hard to figure out, and I think Alexis is one of those difficult-to-figure-out characters. The series gives you just enough each episode to keep you guessing and building your picture of her. Characters like Alexis help us to increase our empathy and compassion. She's flawed and impulsive, and sometimes acts with youthful indiscretion and outbursts, but she shows remarkable courage when necessary. She's a bit of a recluse who distances herself from real people in favor of technology. However, Charlie guides her into interacting more with and more with her team. I really like the relationship, sort of a mentor-student thing going on between Charlie and her. And you can tell that Charlie really does know the demons that Alexis deals with on a daily basis, and he's all the more compassionate towards her. He guides her to make the correct decision, even when she's not too sure what it is herself. One of my favorite things about the show, and about Alexis, is actually her interaction with Dylan, the company's AI, and electronic embodiment of her deceased brother. You're just going to have to watch the series to learn more about that one. Alexis plays games with him, gets advice from him, and jokes with him. I think it's an interesting demonstration of how much more comfortable Alexis is with technology than with real people. Much is revealed throughout the season about Dylan, and I think it increases the compassion you feel for Alexis as a young genius. On a side note, I love that they made the CEO and brains behind this technology company a young woman like Alexis instead of a young, strapping young man or something like that. Characters like Alexis can really help young women to see that they can be whatever they want to be in the real world. Mara can't read Alexis very well. And I think it creates an interesting dynamic between the two lead women. For an expert in human behavior, Mara knows that there's something up with the younger woman. I mean, the guilt in Alexis's eyes is extremely visible. But she's incredibly patient, Mara, I should say, is incredibly patient with Alexis and willing to figure out what's going on. Alexis believes in what her technology can do to help people with anxiety, phobias, depression, etc., and she wants to get it into as many hands as possible. In order to fund her company, though, she does take on investors who may like reverie for nefarious purposes. One such unknown is the contract with the Department of Defense. This brings Monica Shaw into the picture. 
Monica Shaw is played by the well-known Catherine Morris. At least, she was well-known to me. She played the intense and damaged detective Lily Rush on Cold Case. I don't know if you remember that series. I'm fairly certain I've seen every episode of that show. I loved it. Sorry, back to Reverie. Monica is a mysterious financer who is very interested in Onira Tech and the Reverie technology. It still is fairly unclear what her ultimate motive is and whether she's on the side of the Onira Tech team or not. You spend half the time distrusting her and half the time saying, you go girl. She's a, she's a tricky character and I like that mystery. Early on in the season, she clarifies that she works for the Department of Defense and the government has an interest in the technology to help soldiers with PTSD and other applications. You see that not all applications are altruistic for the government, and you see that there are so many moral complexities of a technology like Reverie when it's used for negative motives. What if it's used for interrogating people or torturing people? It gets a little scary when you think about it. The verdict on Monica Shaw is out, though I really want to like her. I want to believe that she wouldn't sell out the team just for the reverie technology. Now, let's go ahead and dive into Mara Kent, because Mara is a little unsure of and feels a little bit of, of weariness about Monica, so it's a good segue into talking about Mara. Mara is played by Sarah Shahi. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Totally not sure. But she's probably better known for playing Shaw on Person of Interest. That's a pretty fascinating series. I believe it falls in the science fiction universe, and maybe we'll do an episode about it if you guys are interested. Just let me know. For now, let's get back to Mara Kent. Like I mentioned before, Mara is a former hostage negotiator. After a personal tragedy, and I mean heartbreaking tragedy. She becomes a community college professor, and she teaches human behavior. She self-medicates with a lot of alcohol and drugs. I think in the first scene you see while she's teaching that she is quite possibly drunk, or at least buzzed. Charlie offers this opportunity to Mara to join Onira Tech, and I think it gives her a nudge in the right direction. She decides to clean herself up and help other people. And I think that's something that's really interesting about human behavior is that when we're willing to serve other people, um, we actually find that we get better ourselves. Uh, if we're feeling sad or anxious or even depressed, um, when we seek out to help other people, it actually lightens our mood as well, I think. Mara is a deeply empathetic person. She has the ability to read and understand people quickly. Once she understands a person, she can help them to see reality from fiction. In the words you often hear her say, none of this is real. She's compassionate, but she's also level-headed, and that makes her the right person to save people in their time of need. Just maybe not the right person to save herself all the time. You start to see her learn to understand and accept help from other people around her, like Alexis and Charlie and Paul. Like it or not, she needs Reverie as much as Reverie needs her. One of the most important things that Mara demonstrates, I believe, is that it's okay to not be okay sometimes, and that doesn't make you a bad person. 
Mara's character helps to explore what it means to be damaged and still desire to so deeply help other people, to be a good person, to believe someone when no one else does, to see the good in someone when no one else does. She really is the champion of the underdog, the downtrodden, and the lost. She sees people when others see demons or fears. We all need Mara Kintz in our lives, from time to time. Someone to negotiate with us when we can't quite make sense of what's going on ourselves. One of my favorite things about Mara is that despite all of the pain in her life, she finds a place in her heart to be lighthearted and warm with people. The show is quite serious, but there are bright spots with Mara and Paul and Charlie and Alexis too. Sarah Shahi has a magnetism about her, a lightness to her being that she always brings to the characters she plays. She has almost a girl-next-door vibe with an edge. Mara is no different. She really becomes the person who brings a lot of the characters out of their shells. She's the vehicle for us to get to know the other characters, if that makes sense. Mara is also a super trustworthy character. She says what she means, and she does what she says she's going to do. This trustworthiness helps her to rescue people, because she can build rapport quickly, and she keeps coming back when others seemingly have abandoned any hope. It may be because of what she went through with her family, or it may be innately who she is, but Mara's consistency is refreshing in a world of often shady characters who are only out for their own gains. Another thing that I really love about the character of Mara is that she doesn't overpower the other characters. They all shine in their own ways. Yes, she is the lead, and much of the storylines revolve around her, but she doesn't displace the others, I feel. They become an integral part of the story, too, and you feel just as invested in what's going on with them as what's going on with Mara. No spoilers from me, but I just have to say that when I saw the last moment of the season finale, I was mind-blown. I can't wait to hear your opinions about where the show is going. I'm pretty sure I said, what? Very loudly in my apartment. I'm sure my neighbors think I'm crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> we don't know yet if the series has been renewed, but since it was a summer series, it may be a while before we hear. I believe the season ended in such a way that it could stand alone, though, or it could be expanded into future seasons. If it stands alone, oh boy, do we have some fascinating discussions ahead of us about the meaning. In the immortal words of Camila Cabello, I have questions. <laughs> if it doesn't stand alone, though, I can't wait to see these characters developed more and the world of Reverie explored, too. That, I guess, brings us to the recommendations for tonight's episode. Reverie is available on Hulu in the United States, and you can find all episodes on NBC's website for free right now. If you're looking for something to fill the void after reading Ready Player One or seeing Ready Player One, uh, this show may just scratch that itch for you. Also, as I mentioned in the last episode, many of our favorite shows are starting back up within the next month, so if you haven't caught up yet, I definitely encourage you to take the time to get caught up. Netflix in the U.S. has all of the DC Universe shows from CW, and you can find most of your favorite sci-fi channel shows on their app for Apple TV, Roku, etc. Before you make your exodus, get it? 
exodus the keyword to get out of reverie at least i think i'm funny right <laughs> anyway before you make your exodus savvy listeners here's your question of the episode if you could have a bci device implanted so that you could escape to a virtual reality world of your own making would you do it as a reminder I encourage you to join the conversation over on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at Lasers Lockets, on Facebook, also at Lasers Lockets, and on Discord. The links are in the show notes. If you're not following us yet on Twitter, please take a moment to do so. You'll be kept up to date on the latest show releases, great quotes from nerdy series, geeky news, and the episode question of the week. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Until then, hopefully you'll find yourself in a reverie to explore, get creative, and just remember about those pesky derealization side effects. Get your nerd on and be awesome. All right. All right.